0: Yeah, you know, I live, thanks to the super fun pandemic, I live right now with my parents. Mm. Um, And, you know, obviously I'm in their house. I respect their rules. I respect their wishes. I do what they want. And they did not want a dog at all. Mm -hmm. But it was fall of last year. I didn't have a job yet because I'd lost mine due to the pandemic at the time. And I was just like, I need something new. I need a challenge. I need... Something to focus on that isn't how depressing the pandemic is. Okay. And my parents forever were like, no, we're never going to have a dog in this house. My family's never had like pets. We had like guinea pigs and a rabbit when we were younger, but like Mm -hmm. no dogs, no cats, no nothing. And I think they finally like felt bad enough for me to be like, (laughs) you can get a dog. And like it was one of the hardest things I've ever done because. Obviously, it's not to the same scale, but sometimes I felt like a single mother. It's like all of his needs are all on me all the time. Mm. And it was so overwhelming at first. Mm-hmm. But also, it's such a blessing because he is mine and I am his. Like, we are on the same wavelength so often, not all the time. He's still mm. a puppy. Yeah. But um, yeah, honestly, it was just like a challenge that I really wanted and just the companionship as well and all that kind of stuff. But I highly recommend it. It is challenging as hell, but I would say like, I don't regret it for a second at all.
1: Yeah. Like I I imagine it's because it's, uh, I imagine it's kind of similar to, like, I know you kind of said, obviously it's not the same as being a parent or whatever, but it's it's like, it it feels like when you think of like all the positives of like, oh, I want to be in a relationship i want to you know, oh a kid would be cute or like oh a dog you know that'd be nice yeah. um but it's like a whole package that you know you you have to evaluate if the whole thing is worth it to you you know big
0: time and i mean <laughs> you can't do this with a baby obviously either but just like oh i i, I just found like i needed breaks from it because it was just so overwhelming and thank god i did have my parents around to be like oh i'll take him for a ma- for an hour you go like run an errand like (laughs) just to go get a cup of coffee or like do anything else was just like a breath of fresh air Mm -hmm. um because i couldn't just again a dog a baby anything you can't just like see a piece leave you in a room and you know pretend everything's fine but um yeah it was definitely definitely a time of great change (laughs) for like the Mm -hmm. first month (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. And this record is (laughs) an album about great change and, you know, (laughs) like all that stuff. So we're going to talk about it today on I've Been Meaning to Listen to That. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen
0: to I've been meaning to listen
1: to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh. 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 Why don't you come over and talk about it? Welcome to "I've Been Meaning to Listen to That," the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests and. <laughs> You know, this is a really special thing because we actually get to talk about the musician, talk to the musician we are talking about and uh, learn about each other and our guests, the actual artist. What? That's crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm so excited, so like privileged and lucky to t- actually talk with and Andrea Cunningham also known as Andy, and our new record, Bloom, is out now. So
0: let's welcome Andy, everybody. Yay. Thank you so much. I have to say I'm so incredibly honored that you asked me to come on. I love your podcast. I really do. Oh wow. Um, and congratulations to Sean. He's been killing it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. like, oh, I absolutely like bow down to him. him
1: to... He's he's like a little busy right now, but I should have asked him. Like could I could have no, waited, no, no, no. but yeah. Totally fine.
0: Yeah. Next time. Next time.
1: And uh, I've always been like, obviously, I think we've uh, documented a little bit of our history on the show. Uh, we knew each other in high school. We rode on the same bus together. We would like kind of chat every so often. Like, uh, didn't bil- we have
0: drama together too? Drama I think class. So.
1: Yeah, drama class. Uh, yeah, not
0: not like not like beef, not yeah. not tea, <laughs> not that kind of drama. <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, yeah, so we rode on the bus together, and we had some classes together. But like actually, like in high school, I didn't really see you sing that much. I didn't really like, uh, and like just there were like rumblings here and there. Like Andrea's good at singing. I'd be like, oh, okay, like <laughs> not, <laughs> not that dismissively, but I didn't like i never heard it. Like, so yeah, like, yeah, sure,
0: yeah. okay, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> But yeah, it's like, and then like uh in fast forward a little bit to uh you know, when I was in college and like I you would like post little covers on your Instagram. you would be like really, you know, they they would be incredibly impressive and just like I'm I like there's like that one cover uh that I'll like post a comment on like every year because it's like really it's just like, it's really fun to revisit, just like you doing. Uh, all I Want for Christmas is You, just like that mm, beginning. That was the first
0: one that I that ever That was posted. the first one? Wow. Yeah. I
1: think that was, like, I think it w- maybe is, like, um, there was an element of, like, oh, wow, like, just, like, being so impressed off the bat that, like, it's Thank that's you. the one that sticks in my mind a little more. But, yeah, I would love to hear a little bit more about the kind of filling in the gaps a little bit of just, like, okay, I knew you did some covers. I knew you sang, like, I saw you in The Little Mermaid, and I saw, like, Occasionally, you'll like post a video of like you singing at your church or something like that. But mm. what was like kind of the impetus of okay, I have I have a gift, but then also okay, I want to be a songwriter.
0: Mm. That's a good question. To be honest, I didn't totally consider singing or sing all that much until high school. I remember like as a kid doing like Disney princess karaoke at like my birthday party or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was, it wasn't, I was a child, like it wasn't anything serious. Um, and then when I got to high school, my aunt was, um, our choir teachers. She was in like her very first class when she started teaching at our high school. Cause you know, still in town, all that kind of stuff. Family is still like my mom went to our high school. Um, and she mentioned, oh, like, go say hi to the choir teacher and just tell her I say hi. And I was like, okay. T- like, tiny freshman, I didn't know anybody, wouldn't open my mouth, Yeah. Um. so shy, so just on my own wavelength. And I went to her and I said, hi, my aunt told me, like, to tell you hi and that she knows you, whatever. She's like, oh, join choir. I remember, like, instantly. And so I did, like, second semester of freshman year. Thinking literally nothing of it. And I don't remember at what point it was like, oh, I actually like this and I feel like I might be good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also remember like trying out for the musical that year, Hairspray, and getting a callback for Tracy, the lead role. And I was like, That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> and like I knew I wasn't gonna get it because I was a freshman and I didn't deserve it at all. But it was just like a kind of awakening, I think. And I met a lot of people that way. And you were in Hairspray.
1: I was not. I was not. You weren't? I, no. I oh my I, God. I was kind of like theater adjacent. I was just like, I okay. was always around those people, but ne- never technically was in the plays yet, you know, at okay. the time. Yeah.
0: I, for some reason, have just like a vivid... You know what? That was when we had drum together. That's why I'm putting yeah. it together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So that was kind of the start of everything. And when it comes to songwriting, I have always I do remember like all throughout my life writing songs and I loved even if I didn't know that they were songs. When I was in elementary school I would write short stories. I was really into writing in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and I wrote a book of poems poems for my second grade teacher and handed it to him on the last day because he was my favorite teacher. Um like handwritten on uh like lined paper. Yeah. And that was like I remember always doing that, always wanting to write, always wanting to be creative. And it turned into songwriting probably high school, like mm-hmm. later in high school, just like messing around. I mean, I've written probably hundreds of songs. 99% of them are absolute shit. Mm-hmm. Like nobody should ever hear that, ever, ever, ever. And it just I, – I once heard um, Ed Sheeran actually talking about songwriting and like the process of um, – like honing in on your craft and learning, you know, what works for you. And he described it as turning on a faucet and getting all the gunk out, like a gross faucet. And you Mm -hmm. have to just let it run and get all the gross, dirty water out. And then it starts to become clear and runs like a normal faucet. I was like, okay. So you just have to like keep going at it. Cause I, I mean, I feel like I've been writing some kind of songs since 2013, Mm -hmm. maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, so, something like that, but wow, it's been a while.
1: <laughs> so, when you started like writing songs and stuff, was it more of just like an experiment, or is, was, it, was it was there like some emotional like thing you were trying to like access or like get out or cleanse from yourself?
0: I think both, because I first started pairing my songwriting with piano because I mm. was classically trained in piano for seven, eight years. And I remember it was like a winter break in high school. One of my neighbors was out of town um, and I was taking care of their cat in their house. And they had a piano in their basement. And like I would check the basement and I saw this piano and I was like, well, nobody's at home. At the time, my parents didn't really hear me sing. Like I didn't sing in front of them at all. Um, I was like super uncomfortable with it Mm -hmm. for some reason. And um i would just sit in there and write and play and you know it was a great learning experience to just like let it all out and not try to hold back in any way yeah um and i'd never really had that before so i can kind of kind of pinpoint it back to that i think yeah just wow. putting those two together
1: yeah 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 and it's like it's like really cuz like in high school i definitely like I, I can't look at, like, the things I wrote and, like, as, like, oh, oh wow, yeah. they're, like, good. Like, ta- <laughs> I'm so amazed by, like, Taylor Swift and, like, releasing the stuff she wrote when she was 16 and, like, oh, singing yeah. them again. And, like, also, like, uh opening, like, from the from the vault stuff of just, like, mm-hmm. what, like not only, like, oh, not just, like, the 15 songs that are really good, but also <laughs> you got to hear all this other stuff, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's oh, weird. my God. I could never. Uh, like, I can... I can literally hear in my head, like, songs that I wrote when I was, like, 15, 16. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'd play them for, like, my best friend. Like, nobody should <laughs> be that. Not even for me? To that. Your best friend? <laughs> <laughs> like, absolutely anyone at all. Like, my parents, my, like, wow. nothing. Wow. Like, that that stuff does not need an audience ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm super, super, super picky about my songwriting. And, like, I, I personally don't like... It's weird. I don't love like happy, empowering songs. Like the first thing that comes to mind is like um, like "Roar" by Katy Perry oh, wow. or "Brave" by Sarah Bareilles. Right. Great artists, beautiful voices. Yep. I just don't connect with like super empowered, like sounding kind of generic. To be honest, so I'm I'm always super super picky and like trying to not let it be generic or like mm-hmm. super pop, repetitive driven. Um. So it took a long time to feel. Like I was getting to something that was raw and real and not just a repeat of something else for the most part.
1: So yeah, I just wanted to talk briefly about uh, one day at a time because I love that record. I love that EP so much, and like I wrote about it, and like you, you, and I talked about it on uh, the best ofs of last year. So that's like Mm -hmm. um, it was a real pleasure to reconnect again. So um,
0: thank you, and that that was the kindest like most wonderful thing i i absolutely loved listening to like you and ezra talk about it It was right. really um interesting and just i also i remembered i listened back to it actually the other day um and i love how you said something about like oh it seems like i have it all together and i was just like i can't believe anybody would think that i have it <laughs> all together <laughs> i just think that's so funny Um, but I'm so glad that you liked it.
1: Yeah. Just like a very confident debut, a very, uh, I know you like, it's probably like the, the behind the scenes is probably much messier and probably (laughs) more (laughs) like, um, but, but I really was very impressed by like your first like batch of songs, like your debut as like a songwriter. Like if you haven't listened, please go check it out. It's incredible. But I want to like hear a little bit about the headspace that led you to write, And conceive one day at a time. Like, what was that like?
0: It was definitely very different to where I am now. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Um, At the time, so I wrote that largely in 2019 um, at a time where I was really experiencing um, like heavy, heavy anxiety for the first time in my life brought on by a pretty traumatic experience. So it was something that, I feel like I've always had some level of anxiety, but it had never been exacerbated to such a point. Like, to be honest, I couldn't like, it was to the point where I couldn't go to sleep at night. I didn't sleep for weeks because I was afraid that I would die in my sleep. Constantly afraid I was wow. going to like have a stroke, have a seizure, have a heart attack. Like those, those were constantly in my mind. And like, it's, it's crazy. Cause I'd never, you think anxiety is just being like worried all the time. It's, it's, You know, I wonder what you think, like, with mental illness and, you know, those kind of things, you never really know. You can never explain it or, like, really, like, depict what it feels like or what it is unless you experience it. Yeah. You know? So it was just a really intense, really, really dark period in my life. And All Better came out of that. I'm trying to remember the other song. Intro came out of that. And it was just something that was really hard and something that I wanted to have an outlet for. Mm-hmm. So a lot of that was just diving into songwriting and trying to put it into something not productive, but I, I mean, I guess productive in a way, not like commercially productive, but productive for myself and getting my emotions out in a specific way. I don't know. I'm I, Like I said, I've always been pretty into like sad songs. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I I feel like I, I enjoy performing them because they're like dramatic and fun <laughs> and like mm-hmm. sultry and whatever. Um, but yeah, it came from a really tough time, which is, it's funny that I think about now because like not all the songs are like so deeply depressing, but like I've had family members say to me like, it's hard for me to listen to that record because yeah. I know what you were going through and it's like hard to listen to that in a way, like, Mm -hmm. like they, it puts them right back to where that was, but I'm really proud of obviously like how it, how it came out in the end, but.
1: (laughs) It, that record like felt very raw. Like, like there was, it felt like there was no other way you could get this stuff out without writing a song and performing Mm -hmm. it in this way. And you also like talk about in this record a little bit of just like, might as well profit from, you know, like (laughs) kind of (laughs) not being healed and stuff like that. Yeah. So you made this re- like so you made one day at a time and then you're coming out with uh you can- it's out by now like we we're talking in the past like and you know this is f- future cells. future you and future me will the record will be <laughs> out in the past. It- it's cool. It's very cool and time is awesome and we all love it. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> It can but- be confusing but it is awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you made this record in like pretty close succession with like uh this came out Almost at the very beginning of the one day, at the time came out at the pretty much at the beginning of the pandemic. I remember I was like working in an office. I was like mm-hmm. doing a job. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it, it was Valentine's Day, and it's crazy to remember. Like, oh yeah, 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 to, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I went to like the Canopy Club in Urbana for a show. Not, not, not my show, but like I remember that was a day it came out, and it just felt. I mean, nobody knew that the pandemic was coming in the first place, or like that life would be what yeah. it was. But yeah, it feels like it was like swept right like at the beginning of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and like, I'm just like remembering now of just like, Oh wow. That was a nice thing to have on Valentine's day. Like I'm, a, <laughs> I'm that a, was
0: my favorite Valentine's day. I hate Valentine's day so much. Cause I've been e- single my whole life, Yeah, but I'm, I don't hate it. It's just not my favorite. And I remember that day just being like, Ooh, today's all about me and not <laughs> like feeling sad. Um, so it was, it was kind of refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: And, uh, yeah, like, it was, like, very, uh, it was really nice to hear, like, some solidarity of, like, oh, wow, like, someone else is going through a similar, maybe not the exact same thing, but, like, a, like, a similar enough thing where I could resonate with it at that time. So what was the process for beginning this record? Like, what was, like, kind of, like, what was your thought process between for starting this one?
0: So... At the time of releasing One Day at a Time, right before it came out, I actually wrote a song that I would release as a single later for the uh, for the best. Mm. I wrote that like January of 2020, and it didn't feel right to have on that first record. So I left it off. And then that April, I wrote um, and made Before You Ask, which I released, I think, in May of last year or, or April, something like that. And with those, I just kind of let them sit over the summer, didn't. I didn't want to force anything because I'd kind of felt like creatively very like not empty, but just ready to take a break because it Mm -hmm. was just so consuming, especially since like I had a friend helping me mix at the time, but like I was doing all the promo for it, all the submissions, like all that kind of fun stuff.
1: It's exhausting. Um, It's a lot. Like people don't know how much, like especially if you don't have a team or like anything like that. Yes.
0: And at the time as well, like with the first record, I didn't tell that many people that I was going to be like pursuing this. Like it's like, I didn't tell that many people before um, I really announced the EP. Like, so I was constantly worried like, what are people going to think? Are people going to think this is dumb? Are they going to make fun of me? Are they going to care? All of that stuff. So now this record does feel easier. I'll say that like based on people already know that I make music and I put it out. So it shouldn't come as a shock really. (laughs) Um, I guess. But yeah, I let it let myself rest, I guess, over the summer, didn't think about it too much. In the fall, I was very consumed with um, my dog. And then I do remember like the beginning of 2021. Something I had a friend actually sent me, um, he's super talented um his name is Nick. He actually plays guitar on the song After All in the in the album Bloom. Oh,
1: that's, yeah, that's g- gorgeous. Yeah.
0: Cuz he's he's fantastic and he sent me um an original song that he had recorded just to like get my opinion and my thoughts on. And it just lit a fire under my ass to be honest. And I was like, "Man, I got to I got to get get back on it. Like Whoa. I want to make something." And I already actually had a couple of the songs that made it onto the album Cherry and Grip, I think I'd written a, like a while ago, just to be fun songs. Like they weren't yeah. really about, they, they'd they been written a long time ago. Okay. And I kind of brought those out. They They were ones that I really liked, but I didn't, at the time of writing them, feel like I had the talent or the skills to produce them in a way that I would be happy with. Mm-hmm. But I've since like, you know, practiced and like made other songs. I was like, okay, let me give this another try. And I really liked how they came out. Nice. and then it just kind of let it go from there, so really, from January to end of march this this entire record was like with with the exception of before you ask written and recorded from January to March, it was just kind of like a wow i don't I don't know how I don't know why like it just was like another like word vomit of music yeah, yeah. like it was it was very odd but fulfilling, I think
1: that's. I did not know that. Like, I didn't... Obviously, like, no one... Like, like, I I didn't know
0: that. But, like, it's also,
1: like, really... I couldn't... I wouldn't have known. I thought my impression at the time was like, oh, you're probably, like... You worked on this right after. And But this Mm. is, like, a very... This felt like... I didn't know it was, like, a very concentrated uh, effort. Yeah.
0: And I hadn't... Like I said, like, I hadn't set out for it to happen that way. It just kind of did. Like, I... I think one of my New Year's resolutions, which they never really happened, I was like, you know what would be cool to do next year is, like, do an album. It was super daunting. And I was like, as if I'd ever, like, make it to eight songs. And, like, (laughs) because also my instinct when I make a song is, like, put it out. Like, I'm excited about this one. Put it out. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, you want to build anticipation and, you know, package it and market it and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't know how it happened so fast. It all came up like word vomit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I I like I wanted to I wanted to hear a little bit about since this is so much of like a snapshot, I guess. Uh your feel. Like what what was like what were you trying to what was the emotional territory you were trying to explore with this record basically?
0: Yeah. So this one was very different from One Day at a Time in like at the beginning of January I was really getting into like health and fitness at the time which was obviously like you start like a fitness journey and you're super happy all the time. And like, yeah, yeah, you know? And so I was really getting into that and just really happy with where my life was at the time. I I, I remember saying to people like, it's so shitty because so many people are having a tough time and I know so many people going through so much because of the pandemic and everything going on. And it's like, I feel so blessed and privileged and fortunate to Like at the time, I was like, if I just keep my head down and focus on my life, I could be a happy person. But then when I look up and look at the rest of the world, it is so overwhelmingly upsetting. And just like, you know, so at the time, I was just like, okay, for my own sanity, I'm just going to focus on the day to day for right now. Because like, you know, seasonal depression, full swing, it's January, the holidays are over, all that fun stuff. So I was just really in a happy, happy place. And I wanted to have fun through my music, um, which is something I've never, ever done before. Um, So it was very different and uncomfortable. Like, I found that, like, the songs on the album that are my favorite are, like, the slow, sad ones. Simply because, like, that's my comfort zone, in a way. Yeah,
1: your wheelhouse.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But I also, I wanted the fun songs to feel just just fun you know like more upbeat yeah. and just just have a well-rounded album i think
1: yeah but even like the more upbeat songs there's a tinge of melancholy with some of them and like uh yeah. af- like uh and a little more depth like so i uh, let, let me like uh be like a little like a, lo- a little bit honest of just like I, the first time I listened to it, I didn't like it that much. <laughs> like the first time I listened to it, I was like, uh, oh, this isn't the Andy I really liked, you know, just like sad mm-hmm. song. Like, but like, and like, especially because I think initially I just heard the single and then that kind of like had my, like I had like an impression of just like, oh, she's doing Roar, I guess, you know? So yeah. like she, the cover is like very colorful and like warm and stuff like that, which, but then I, I, as I dug deeper into it and I asked you to send me the lyrics and I looked at the, read those as i was listening i was like oh first of all there was a lot more depth than i was giving credit for and then also i realized my take on the album is that it's a sad album sand like trojan horse into a ha- inside of a happy album you know because <laughs> like the um the first especially the first song and the last song i incre- do you're incredibly at peace you're incredibly but then in the in between, it's like process. In between, mm-hmm. it's you reconciling with your feelings and why frustration with why am I not feeling better. So I guess the question, though, the question I really want to ask, though, is um, what was the emotional breakthrough that made you feel the way you did on Bloom and on, like, After
0: All, basically? Yeah. After All was the very last song I wrote for the record, and then, bloom was towards the beginning. I want to say it was. It was like the beginning of that high of, um, it's a new year. Yeah, I had just gotten vaccinated, so I was thrilled. Yeah, um, still wasn't doing anything differently, but just you know the promise of better days was really refreshing. Um, getting swole
1: I, at the gym,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, like making those gains. Uh-huh, you know? uh-huh. uh, I had a new job that I really loved, still love, but. I think I was just riding the high of all of that at the time. And I just, I wanted to just make a song that like, I, I remember like the lyric dancing in the intersection. Like I love a song that I can just like kind of bop in my car to, And mm-hmm. just like, I I found myself just doing that, like driving around, just doing that. And I was like, this is different than ever before because I was, I also found during that period of the pandemic, since I was just focusing in on my life and, like, I wasn't looking externally for validation. I was yeah. trying to, like, really hone into myself, not focusing on looking for romantic love or looking for, you know, those kind of things. So it was nice to just be me, myself, and I at the time and vibe with whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, it ebbs and flows. It's not like a, I solved it, you know? <laughs> and th- that's kind of, like, where other pieces of the album come from. Like, yeah, I'm happy right now, but I still have anxiety. I still have – these things don't just go away or get better. Um, It's just, you know, different ebbs and flows, which is why I feel like it is a continuation of One Day at a Time. There are so many parallels, I feel like. It's like a continued conversation, like, from After All on One Day at a Time to With Me. It's kind of like a, okay, like, these are still things that I'm dealing with, and the feelings are different, and I'm frustrated that I'm still – I'm not as – I'm not in the same place, but I'm frustrated that it's not just gone poof. And I'm, yeah. Yeah. You know, cured in any way, you know, Uh,
1: that's the part I really love about the record. And like, uh, the song that was like really special at the time, at the the time I was listening, which was (laughs) recently, um, was, uh, with me of the, the idea of, and and I, I love, uh, the pair, the pairing of with me and February, Mm -hmm. um, how you are frustrated with how, like, oh, I'm not immediately cured. But then also you're talking about how you still have tools that help you deal with it. Like, like you are writing songs, mm-hmm. you know, to help you through, like, to help you wor- articulate these feelings. You are telling mm-hmm. yourself to count to 10. You are telling – you are, like, all that stuff. Like, that yeah. is – that's, like, really – uh the the reason this grew on me rather than like uh, one day at a time, which hit me immediately uh, was that this is more reflect, like this is kind of like more reflective of like just everyday life, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, I, it, yeah, very different feelings that it came from. And I, like, I'm aware and very nervous about it being like such a different sound than from what I've established. And mm-hmm. uh, there was a big part, especially like with Roma and cherry and, like those things, they're so out of left field from what I've done that I was like, "Oh God, are people going to think this is like?" I would send it to um, friends and be like, "Does this? Do I sound stupid on this because it's so different from like what I've done?" And like, I like in mixing everything myself as well. I was just like, "Wow, do I? Am I like turned off by this song because like I can't listen to myself mm-hmm. anymore, or because it's actually bad or whatever?" So I like struggled a lot with that. Um, as well. And also just got to the point where I was like, you know what? Like I listened to it now. and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, this isn't, this isn't bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a great compliment from myself to myself because yeah. I'm excruciatingly picky. Yeah. Um, so like what, obviously everybody can have their different opinions and, um, thoughts and feelings on it. I'm more than happy for that. But that was just like an internal, like, this is so different and it's fun. And I like to experiment with different sounds and i love so many different genres and styles of music as well i feel like i listen to a really diverse group of artists and sounds and everything mm-hmm. so i wanted that also to be part of it but i was like is this too much of a like left turn you know yeah but i'm really like you said i tried to pair those sounds together so you still like get throughout the album that kind of not old sound but like Something that you wouldn't be shocked to hear me singing, like mm. with me in February, and I really love like the vocal lead style and the kind of stripped down yeah technique of those,
1: oh like every time like obviously like this is just something I love in like music in general, but like every time, but I think you do especially well, it's just like the last chorus that you layer vocals on top of it or like really go for it. it like mm-hmm. it, the fission it creates is like really like, oh, it's, it's, really, <laughs> it's really incredible. I, what, and also the thing I like about the record is you can kind of like play it over and over And I felt the same about one day at a time. You could kind of play it over and over and it follows like a really nice cyclical arc. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of how like life works. It's just like, wow. Like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Oh
0: no. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's like a uh, roller coaster. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And that's just like how, like you got to keep relearning the same lessons. You got to keep equipping yourselves with the same tools. You got to keep writing songs and like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, it can the cycle of it can be really um discouraging if you if you like kind of like in a groundhog day kind of way I want to talk a little bit about though like the you know you we talked a little bit about the the epiphany of joy you were experiencing like at the beginning of the year but I want to talk about the lows too and like I wanna I was wondering like what what was kind of getting you so down and like that mm. inspired you to write these songs basically.
0: So I'm trying to think through the album, like kind of the lower songs would be like With Me, February. Before um, You Ask. Like, I guess like you yes, wrote that before, yeah. but
1: like, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, huh. before You Ask, yeah, it was written in 2020 about a guy. And I feel like a lot of the songs, Yeah, you know, I think with the exception of that, a lot of the songs for Bloom... Like I said, I was really focusing on my own life, so they were just born out of other things. And -hmm. there were a lot of, like, really looking inward and talking to myself. Like, I feel like with me in February were just conversations, and after all, to be honest, like, conversations that I was having with myself in my own head just, like, written out in musical format. Like um, Like an
1: anxious person.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean... I, my favorite song is February, I think, just because I love the piano. Like, that's me playing the piano as well, oh, which yeah, I just so had beautiful. so much fun. Thank yeah. you. I just had so much fun doing, doing that one. And, like, I'm trying to think of, like, a lyric that's – I mean, to me, With Me is a continuation of After All – or, sorry, With Me is a continuation of um, All Better from the first record. Mm-hmm. And I feel like After All is kind of a continuation of intro from the first record because, um, like – with me, my biggest fear is like being too much of something. Mm-hmm. Like I always feel like I'm too loud, too obnoxious, too, you know, whatever it is. And after all, was turns out I'm not too much to love because that's that's everybody's biggest fear. Like I'm I'm too much or I'm not enough for somebody to love. Um, so trying to like come to grips with like, hey, I deserve love and I deserve to be loved. For you know all my flaws, all my whatever it is, so that was kind of carried over from subconsciously at first, but then I was like, "Oh wow, okay, like this actually makes sense from like the journey that I've been on, um which I think it's a really fun way to document that progress as well, and with me is kind of a reminder, like hey, like yeah, you've made some progress, and that's great, but you're not perfect, you're not cured, you're not you know." Whatever it is that people mm-hmm. assume that, hey, weren't you like anxious and depressed two years ago? How about now? Like, <laughs> like, are you good? <laughs> like, well, you know, yeah. it, it comes and goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Especially with social. I, I hate like, I hate to like, I hate talking about this because it sounds so like basic and everyone's like, oh, rolling their eyes. But it's so, but I feel like it has to be said because it's true. It's like social media, mm-hmm. like you see people like at their best. You see people. Yeah. You know, and, at their smartest, at their best,
0: and it is so fake. And I was, I was actually talking to my best friend about this last night, and she was saying, like, like you know, posting pictures, and you're, you know, that you didn't have the best time, or you weren't happy, or whatever. But it sure as hell looks like you are. You're having yeah. the best time, and you, it just makes you wonder, like, how many other people have that same thing going on? Like, I had a really bad day, but I looked really good in this picture, and it looks like <laughs> I'm having the best day ever, yeah. so I'm gonna post it. So what what I've tried to do is just, like, dial it back and, like, only post pictures, if I'm going to post, like, that I'm really happy in. Like, I really wanted to document, like, a great day that I had or something like that, regardless of trying to look perfect or trying to, you know, X, Y, or Z. And I find that that's really helped, but also social media is just a beast, (laughs) yeah it's oh the worst sorry go ahead <laughs> yeah uh, uh,
1: the, you know uh, you, you're talking about cherry and like how you know vulnerable it felt to like have fun with your music mm-hmm. and uh sharing this side of yourself when social media kind of encourages to only show the best side of yourself um or anything like that and you're just like and i it's kind of like tying back to like you being like a quieter kid and like high school or whatever like being a little shy to like be loud or express yourself and like having to work through that it's like i'm really i'm really impressed by your the vulnerability you show like through just not not, not even through the lyric not even through like the lyrics but it, it it is incredibly vulnerable but just like by the act of doing by the act of doing this you know by the act of like continually writing songs and continually putting projects out like for your, for the world to like see your the more of who you are in this mm-hmm. way, it's like really, really incredible.
0: Well, nobody's more surprised than I am, to be honest. Like, yeah. it, like this is this conversation too has just maybe think about like where I was like beginning of high school and middle school. I was like a goofy kid and like a loud yeah, kid, yeah. but so in my own head all the time, and like. I think my high school superlative I got was most changed and I Whoa. think that, that is I think <laughs> wow. that that is so funny and you know like why I think that that is is because nobody knew who I was when I entered high school like I went to a private middle school and I had skipped a grade so I was ahead of all the friends I went to elementary school with and so I really believe that I was most changed because nobody knew who I was at yeah. the beginning of high school
1: yeah.
0: like at all um, not to say that I like turned the school upside down. Everybody knew who I was by the end, because I—that's yeah. far from what I believe to be the truth. And I—that's fine. But I, obviously, like you meet people, you know people, especially in like theater, like people tend to like see you, I guess, mm-hmm. around. But yeah, I, nobody's more surprised than me that I'm somehow like I—I I think I forget all the time too. Like, yeah, my innermost thoughts and feelings are like out there for anybody to listen to <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's weird to think about sometimes that that is that is the truth <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I mean at the end of the day I all I want is like I love music that speaks to me in a way like wow this person put into words this feeling that I have better than I ever yeah. could yeah and that's like my one and only goal is for like somebody to listen to it and be like hey like I have felt this way or I feel this way and somebody else does like, that's, you know, that's literally all I want at all. I don't care about like any, well, like much else. Obviously people care about like, obviously you want it to like do well, but my main concern is I just would love people to connect with it in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a privilege to, you know, think that other people are, you know, to have their own takeaways and their own experience with something that I made. Yeah.
1: And I'll just say, you did, you know, you did that already. Like, <laughs> if you like stop me, I don't I encourage it, but if you stop making music tomorrow, you can, I, I hope you could rest knowing you did already with me. You <laughs> just like, oh, thank uh, you. Yeah. And like, the last question I'll ask, like, you, like, about this record, though, is like, you know, you pontificate on before you ask, like, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. And, that's that's that hit hard that really first of all this that's that before you ask is my favorite song because it's like Mm -hmm. melodically gorgeous and the guitar like interlude in the middle and the layered vocals on top of each other and just like how raw it is and how like personal it is and obviously it's it doesn't seem like i'm not expecting you to have the answer but like do you have you know to that rhetorical question do you have like a direction like where do we go from here
0: Honestly, you know, what I've learned throughout the pandemic through putting out music through just life, especially like post grad life. I wonder if you feel mm-hmm. this way as well. Like your life is so in a in a set path and then you graduate, you know, whatever level um of education you're at and you're like, "Oh, so life is really just this open, yeah. limitless, just like, well, not limitless, but you know what I mean, just yeah. free flowing. There's no There's no summer break or, you know, that kind of (laughs) stuff anymore. So something that I've learned as well is just life is just what it's going to be. And the more I try to, like, control it or push to – obviously, you want to take charge of your own life and do what makes you happy and be proactive and whatnot. But the more I try to, like, by this time, I want to have this job or be in this place or to accomplish this. I'm I'm literally just turned 22. Like, I have to remind myself, like, okay – chill first of all <laughs> like it's you know it's fine yeah um and I've always just been more like success driven and like oh but I'm 22 but I haven't done this yet or mm-hmm. I I wanted I want to be here or there or whatever just trying to let go of that as much as possible and just let things be what they should be and I found in a lot of cases in my life I hate like cliches and that type of nonsense but like I'm I felt a lot throughout my life that like what is meant to be will be Um, whether you know it or not at the time is another question but like I've had doors closed in my face only later on to like have something wonderful you're like oh wow Mm -hmm, I never could mm -hmm. have like appreciated this or known about this if I hadn't been turned away from this other opportunity that I thought I wanted you know maybe that first thing would have been great maybe maybe not and you never know but for me, in the pandemic, for example, the job that I had lined up at the beginning of the pandemic, I know that I the job that I have now I love so much, and to me, it's just the, a more perfect fit. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't probably wouldn't have you know had to look if I hadn't lost that first job or anything yeah. like that. That's just like a dumb example, and of, and of course, like job hunting for a year sucked. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people can relate to that one. Mm-hmm. But. Just with this album as well, like I'm so happy with how it turned out, and trying not to push it to be anything that it doesn't feel like it is, if that makes sense, yeah, yeah, and I probably feel like I'll just kind of let my creative brain like not like go to sleep but just like rest a little bit after the release and just like ride that high of like a new album, yeah um. When it's released, but even though this will come out and it will have been released, yeah, yeah, which is crazy to think about. Hashtag um, time, yeah. I know, so fun. Honestly, beyond May, I have no idea what what I'll be doing, and that's scary and but also exciting because I'm a planner and I yeah, love to plan yeah. and control things. And you know, um, yeah, couldn't tell you where I'll be in a year, but. We'll be having fun. Yeah. Hopefully, And we'll have maybe. great
1: music by Andy <laughs> to listen to in the meantime.
0: Oh, I, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: boy. Um, but I love this. Re- this is a great record. I, I, I feel like uh, in case it didn't come through, like, I, I really enjoyed this record a lot. I just, like, it's, you know, I just really like the messages of, like, you know, when One Day at a Time was more raw and, like, oh, this rec- it seemed to, like, have recently more happened. And then this one is, like, Oh wow like the treasuring the little bits of joy and like peace that you found in in between progress and process like the growing pains of progress and process mm-hmm. and uh, how that should be treasured like it's it's incredible I, I mm-hmm. really had a great time i I'm, I'm very thankful that you let <laughs> send it to me early and then we had this nice conversation <laughs> Well so. thank
0: you so much it's, I mean I think it's important to like let those happy and sad moments exist like right next to each other because that's just the reality you can't be one or the other all the time or else you'd go crazy um even though sometimes it feels like you're going to go crazy anyway yeah but I really appreciate it I, it's been such an honor. I'm so floored that you asked me to um, talk yeah, about it yeah, for real. I'll talk to anybody about it.
1: Like. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> and we hope that we hope to talk to you again like sometime soon. but in the meantime, let's get into our <gasps> I've been mean to listen to that, and we did I did right, playlist. Uh, so <laughs> Andrea, would you like to like put a song from Bloom on this on our playlist today?
0: Sure. I'd love to put um, the title track, Bloom, on there just for some good, uh, happy vibes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Click. It's time you are, you are. I'm just trying to bloom. Ain't gonna care about no one in the room. Making way for something more than if you're on a muse like boom. Reaching to the choir like the news. Dancing in the intersection, smiling near to ear, I just bloom.
1: Wow. And, uh, I, I just, I, I like pair it too. Like, I just like, I want to put before you ask on there. Like, it's like one of my favorite, it reminds like th- this record's a little less like explosive as I remember like being blown away by like how pained you were and stuff like that. But like, this is more like subdued, like a subdued melancholy and stuff like that.
0: This isn't about you, I wasn't about to reach out again, before you asked.
1: And, um, but it's, it's also you breaking mind. free of They've rejecting the possibility mind. of this person even ever coming back, in a sense. I really found that incredible. And, like, even though it's, like, painful and difficult, I really thought the song, it reminded me of, like, some of Ben Platt's best stuff. Mm, um, I love him. Yeah, one of the best. Um, so that's my pick. And uh, thank you so much, An- Andrea. Uh, this is so great. Thank you for coming back in the first place. And <laughs> thank, thank you, you for, for making, having me. Thank you for having great, making great music and stuff like that. And for being a fun friend. Uh Thank you. <laughs> So uh, now we'll uh, close the episode with a closing sentiment from Andrea. Three, two, one.
0: Listen to the album Bloom anywhere you stream your music. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Deezer, Pandora, the whole nine yards. Um, and I hope you enjoy it.
1: Yeah. Hey. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Bye. Click.